Hello and welcome to Wisdom Trek. This is Guthrie Chamberlain and I'm your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you so much for joining us for our seven day a week, seven minutes of wisdom podcast. This is day 259 of our trek and yesterday we hiked the trail, the wisdom of being teachable. Today we will explore why it seems like no one really feels rich or happy. I discovered this short story on Jeff Hayden's blog and I feel it's worth sharing. If you do miss any of the Wisdom Trek episodes, please go to wisdom-trek.com to listen to them and to read the Daily Journal. We are recording our podcast from our studios at Home 2 in Charlotte, North Carolina. As I mentioned the previous days, we will be in Arizona for four days, so I'm recording some additional podcasts ahead of time while we are away. These treks may be somewhat shorter as we will take quick daily treks out on some short trails. So let's head out on our trail for today and learn why doesn't anyone ever feel rich or happy? One day I'd like to meet someone who is actually rich. Sometimes I think I've found one, but it always turns out that I'm wrong. No matter how rich I assume a person to be, within a few minutes I find out just how poor that person really is. Take this guy who sold his company for more than $40 million. Well, actually it was $100 million in total. $40 million was his share. I was sure he was rich. Then he told me for tax and estate planning purposes, he structured the disbursements of funds over 10 years. So sure, on paper he may be worth $40 million, but he only gets $4 million each year. And despite all that nifty financial planning, the taxes are still so high that he doesn't nearly see that much. It is a bummer. Another example is this guy who just splashed a cool $450,000 on a Lexus LFA with a Nuremberg package. His everyday car is a Porsche 911 Turbo S. I was sure he was rich. Then he told me what he really wants in life is a Bergotti Venron. Only they cost $2 million. Sure, he has money, he said, but he doesn't have that kind of money. He thinks about it all the time and it bothers him. It's a bummer. Then there's this guy with a 110-foot yacht. Strictly speaking, it's a ship, not a boat, since it's big enough to carry several small boats and a couple jet skis on the platform at the stern. It also has a pool on it. I was sure he was rich. Then he told me about how expensive the yacht was just to own. Fixed costs like cleaning, upkeep, dock fees, and the crew run over six figures a year. And what about the expense of actually taking it for a cruise? He told me that just firing it up was so expensive, he sometimes have to think twice about whether to even take it out of the harbor. Now that's a bummer. And how about the story about the guy, and while I know it's somewhat cliche, but it's still true, started his company in his garage, financing it with credit cards and a loan from his father-in-law. A couple decades later, his company owns its building and a few more. He employs 500 people and generates tens of millions of dollars in annual revenue. He put his three kids through Ivy League schools and gave them significant seed money to start their own business. I was sure he was rich. Then he explained that he still has to work 60 to 70 hours per week and can take only one week of vacation a year. Sure, he would like to have more free time, but running the company of this size requires constant and total attention. Why, it could all go away in just an instant, he said. And then what would happen to his family? The very thought of this makes him shudder. Now this is a bummer. So I decided to set my sights at a different target. By definition, there can't be that many rich people. Maybe a statistical probability was the problem. So I decided to look for someone who was happy. After all, not everyone can be rich, but anyone can be happy. I thought I found one when I met an entrepreneur who had landed her first big customer. Not just a big customer, a truly enabling customer, one who made it possible for her to hire her much-needed employees, make long-delayed equipment purchases, and finally get her creditors off her back. I figured that surely made her happy. But she told me about how she hates to recruit and interview. 
and then actually having to supervise those employees on a daily basis, oh, that was more than she wanted. She told me that adding equipment, maintaining a larger inventory, and managing the huge increase in production was such a pain. Don't get me wrong, she told me, as she looked around to make sure no one overheard, but she often longed for the good old days when life was a lot simpler. It's kind of a bummer. Another example is a guy who, after years of putting out feelers, was finally invited to serve on a board of a well-known startup. The company has potential, he said, but it's not Twitter or Facebook or even fancy. Now serving on one of those boards would be really cool. This, he thought it would be fun, but it's just kind of a bummer. Then there was a gal who just bought a bigger house, and now is bummed because it takes so much work to clean it. Or the guy who just doubled his income, bummed because now his taxes are higher. Or the gal who just landed her dream job, is bummed because her daily commute is a half hour longer. Seems like no one I meet, no matter how much money or success that they've achieved, is actually rich. Not really. And although I'm stretching the premise to make a point, it seems like no one I meet, no matter how fulfilling or gratifying their life might be, is actually happy. Not really. But that's okay. I'll keep looking. Someday I might find someone. And hopefully, that someone is you. So we see the moral of this story is any time that we place our financial confidence and personal happiness on earthly resources, we will never have enough and never be happy. If you are not content and happy where you are today with what you currently have, you will never be content and happy with more. In the first letter that the Apostle Paul wrote to his understudy Timothy, he gave us a solution, even if you don't consider yourself wealthy, in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 6-8. through 8. And it says, Yet true godliness with contentment in itself is great wealth. After all, we brought nothing with us when we came into this world, and we can't take anything with us when we leave it. So if we have enough food and clothing, let us be content. And if God has allowed you to obtain wealth in this world, the key to a life that is happy and full of joy can be found in 1 Timothy chapter 6, verses 17 and 18, which says, Teach those who are rich in this world not to be proud and not to trust in their money, which is so unreliable, who richly gives us all that we need for our enjoyment. Tell them to use their money to do good. They should be rich in good works and generous to those in need, always being ready to share with others. So let me ask you another question. When will you be content with what you have? What will make you happy? Tomorrow we will be back on the trails as we explore another short story. So I encourage your family and friends to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. That will finish our podcast for today. As you enjoy these daily doses of wisdom, I encourage you to help us promote Wisdom Trek in the following four ways. First, leave us feedback about the podcast at wisdom-trek.com so that we can continually improve. Second, on your smartphone, subscribe to iTunes, Google Play, Spreaker, SoundCloud, or Stitcher so that the podcast will be downloaded to you automatically each day. Third, on your computer, or if you have an iPhone or iPad, leave us a rating and a review on iTunes. This will help to spread the word so that others will join us on our Wisdom Trek. And fourth, most importantly, please share Wisdom Trek with your family and friends through email, Facebook, Twitter, or in person as you meet with them and invite them to come along with us each day. The journal for today's trek can be found at wisdom-trek.com. Thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, but most importantly, your friend, as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. As we take this trek together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and leave a living legacy each day. This is Guthrie Chamberlain reminding you to... Keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow.